This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, your host. Sorry for the uh, delay in this week's edition. Actually, I guess this is like the first of two this week here on 40 Acres and a Fool. Anyway, uh, last week, things got a little bit busy with uh, my day job at NRA News Cam and Company. Uh, with a, a couple of different stories, and it just felt—I um, don't know—it just felt weird to try to sit and do a, a show in front of the fire and talk about the pigs and the kids and the goats and everything else. Um, this is billed as, as you know, take a break from the news, right? And I didn't get to take a break from the news last week. I don't think any of us did, honestly. Even with me taking a break from Twitter for the past couple of days, I haven't taken a break from the news. I've been well aware of what's going on. I just haven't felt like uh, wading into the, I'm not even sure what I can call it, the crap show, I guess, that uh, social media seems to become. Um, and we've been going in that direction for a while, but uh, it, it seems as of late it is just uh, uh, more toxic than ever. So I've been staying away from uh, social media, but I have been, again, following the news. I've also been doing a lot of reading uh, this week. It's been a while since I've, I've picked up some books, but in the, um, in the wake of the Philando Castile shooting in Minnesota, the attacks on law enforcement in Dallas, uh, and, you know, once again, the, the conversation over policing and whether or not we have excessive policing, um, I just wanted to do some reading. This is one of those areas where I know a little bit, but I, I know I don't know everything. Um, and so I took the opportunity the last couple of days to uh, to reread uh, and to uh, to finish reading a, a, a book and to uh, even pick up a, a new book that we'll be talking about a little bit later on uh, in this week's broadcast. I would love to hear from you as well. Um, and and I've, I've heard uh, several uh, very thoughtful emails over the past uh, week or so about the uh, the bit of the monologue, uh, the pre-Independence Day monologue about where we are as a country. And, you know, again, things certainly um, seem to be moving in the in the wrong direction. I, I, I say that. I'm, honestly, I'm having a very hard time pinning down uh, where we're going because I know what's happening in the news. I, I know what's happening again, on social media. I know that there are more protests. I know that there is uh, more frustration, that there is more anger, that there is more vitriol. I know that these things are taking place. And in that sense, yeah, things seem to be getting worse. But I also know that there are more Americans who are aware of this and who are not happy about these developments. There are Americans who are concerned. There are Americans who are worried about the direction of this country and I think we've got more and more of those, too. So can those folks help things get better? Uh, I don't know. I, I'll be really honest with you. I, I don't know. 
And I, I think um, I wish that there were more media figures. Well, if we're going to get into a rant about the media, we could be here all night. But uh, I, I wish that there were more media figures who, A, would admit, I, I don't know. I don't have all of the answers. Uh, and, and B, I wish that there were more uh, media figures who would take a long, hard look at what the media uh, is doing in our country right now and to our country right now. It seems to me we have this ecology, this, this uh, ecosystem uh, within the media, and it's it's and it's not just by the way the uh, television media or talk radio. Uh, it, this 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 ecosystem encompasses old media, new media, uh, and social media, and the ecosystem thrives on us being awful to each other, right? I, from the uh, the social media uh, and us being awful towards one another and that driving uh, even cable news coverage where we see now cable news networks reporting on what people are saying on Twitter. Well, look at this tweet from uh, so-and-so, right? Um, and this is the easiest story in the world for them. They don't have to actually go out and do any real reporting. They don't have to cover anything that's uh, of actual importance. They can just talk about what people on Twitter are saying. And look at how awful they are to each other. Uh, which, by the way, only inspires people to become even more awful in the hopes of uh, seeing their tweet on CNN. Right? So, I don't know. I'm just... I'm starting to wonder if the if the media can be divided. If the, if the, if the country can broadly be divided into uh, those competing groups of those who want to see things get better and those who are uh, kind of excited watching things uh, and maybe even uh, encouraging things a little bit to uh, to fall apart and go to hell because again it's it's chaos is exciting and chaos is new and chaos makes people watch and chaos makes people stay engaged because they can't they they they, they, they don't know what's going to happen next because it's chaotic um yeah I suppose but uh I, you know honestly I I, I I have a different vision of America than uh than chaos and it's something that i again i think other americans we don't we don't want uh chaos we don't want disorder we don't want disharmony it doesn't mean we want totalitarianism or authoritarianism either uh, i think that again I, and i maybe i'm wrong tell me if you think that i am but i think more and more people are getting tired of the bs they're getting tired of the script that it seems like we're all supposed to play. And when, you know, a, uh, a tragedy unfolds like the attack in Dallas, Texas on law enforcement, everybody's got their script now, right? I mean, the cable networks, they've got their breaking news script where they immediately go wall to wall and they don't know what's going on. But, man, they're going to talk about it and they're going to opine and they're going to guess and so much stuff's going to be wrong. Uh, meanwhile, the, the new media is blasting out little factoids and uh, listicles about here's what we know right now and oh here's what people are saying on Twitter and then of course there's the social media aspect where we don't come together we don't we don't express our shock and our grief and uh, and and then shut up uh, no 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 uh, we get angry with each other right away we start pointing fingers uh, we start finding blame and finding fault 
by the way, with, and it's, it's, it's never the uh, actual individual responsible, right? We, we look for those groups that we don't like, and we all of a sudden start trying to use whatever uh, a tragic situation is unfolding as our springboard to go after the people that we go after every day on Twitter. That's the script that I, I think more and more average Americans are following on social media. And it is, uh, I just don't want to do it. I mean, at, at best, it is narcissistic. At worst, it is exploitative. Actually, even beyond exploitative, uh, at worst, it is destructive to the social and civic fabric uh, of our society. It is, <laughs> to say it's not helpful uh, is an understatement. Again, it's, it's, it's actually destructive. And I'd like to think, again, that there are a growing number of Americans who are sick of it. And they don't want to follow that script anymore. So we're going to talk a little bit about that on the uh, episode of 40 Acres and a Fool. A little bit different than what we normally do. I know this is, again, billed as a break from the news, but uh, not this week. I don't think there's any breaking away. We are going to step away, however, for just a moment or two. Uh, When we come back, we've got more from the near frontier. We've got a spot for you around the campfire or the campfire, so stick around. We'll be back with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards with you by the fire. Uh, Missy is off this evening. She is, uh, it's been a busy weekend for, for both of us, but uh, she's taking the evening off. Um, so everything is good around the uh, the, the 40 acres. Um, our garden's kind of done for the year, but, you know, we have had problems with that. Uh, great cucumbers. Having uh, great luck with the cucumbers and uh, volunteer tomatoes, actually. Uh, so where the hogs were uh, earlier in the summer, where we had uh, thought that, okay, we're going to move them here. They're going to clear it out. Uh, we'll keep them there for a month or so. It's not a very big space. We're going to use that for our garden. Uh, so they cleared it out. The problem is that it's really, really rocky. And not like little, you know, stones, pebbles, um really really big uh rocks and and uh, uh very like the flaky kind of silica um just almost you know like outcroppings of rock so it did not work out well as a potential garden spot uh it is now mostly grown back over uh but where we had moved the uh the pig poop uh, now is sporting several volunteer tomato plants, like uh, like a half dozen of them or so. So we'll see what happens with the volunteers. We've got a couple of volunteers that are down in the garden as well. Uh, but honestly, I mean, like, you know, it's it's been, again, it's been a 
incredibly busy summer as far as the news goes. It's not uh, like things have slowed down. Things have not slowed down for Missy either. So, unfortunately, uh, I feel like we're not getting as much accomplished this summer uh, as we would want. I don't want to say we've given up, but uh, it's certainly uh, it's way scaled back compared to uh, previous year's gardens. Uh, the goats are still doing fine. They're still getting milked. We've still got a refrigerator full of uh, goat's milk and uh, using primarily just the milk right now. I haven't made any fresh mozzarella or anything lately. Uh, we did move the pigs to new pasture this weekend, so they have almost a, a half acre right now between the two of them. Uh, so they're they're pretty spoiled. They've got all the space that they could want, and it is chock full of green stuff, so they are quite literally uh, in hog heaven, or at least the uh, the earthly version of uh, a porcine paradise for the, uh, the hogs here. Um, Booker the puppy is doing well. Bullet has finally adapted to having a, a little puppy around the house, and the two of them are now playing. Uh, Bullet is is very, very good with the puppy. Uh, they do like to play, and they roughhouse, and Bullet, it's, it's weird, because Bullet is such a sweet dog uh, that it's it's kind of unusual. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a good watchdog. Uh, you know, when he hears a car, when he hears anything outside, he lets loose with his big boy voice. But um, around us, you know, he's never uh, caused any problems. He's never gotten, a, a, you know, sort of snarly or anything. But he snarls at the puppy, and he bares his fangs, and he and he curls his lip up, and then they wrestle and they play around. And uh, at first, I was a little concerned, but that's that's Bullet actually just putting on his his game face, and uh, and Booker puts on his little game face, and it's it's cute until they start yapping and then barking at one another, and at which point it gets really really loud, and. Uh, and that's when they have to go to their respective corners. But um, all of the critters are doing just fine here on the farm. Even the chickens who have been uh, free-ranging again this week, uh, all seven hens are still with us right now. I was a little concerned. I pulled in the other night and got out, and uh, Chip, the rooster, uh, was kind of making the little car alarm honk. They're honk, honk, right? And... Uh, so I ran, got out of the car, ran down to the chicken coop, and there was there was one hen uh, that was sort of in the the pen area, and the door was open because we had left them out all day. So I saw one hen, and I saw Chip, and I got a little concerned. I'm looking around, didn't see any feathers anywhere, and then uh, gradually they all started kind of and just started walking. I they they I managed to get them all. Uh, inside where I could see that, okay, they're all there. They're all present and accounted for. Uh, I, I think they were just complaining that it was hot because it has been ridiculously humid, uh, mid-90s, and, you know, 60%, 70% humidity. If you're lucky, uh, an afternoon thunderstorm will, will boil up and, and you'll get some rain and it'll cool down for a little bit. And then it, all of a sudden it, it's even steamier and it's even worse. So it has been uh, pretty disgusting weather-wise this week. So I think the chickens were just complaining about that. Other than that, though, uh, everybody's been been doing great. And as for the uh, two-legged critters around the farm, the kids, uh, they are also doing very well. Uh, we've started, over the past couple of weeks, I've started a, a new tradition with the kids. 
Uh, in part because Missy has been home with them all summer long, and uh, I think yeah, at some point it kind of you know wears on you a little bit. So a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Well, why don't I just take the kids out for dinner one night a week, and you can have an evening to yourself?" And I'm sorry I didn't think of it earlier, but I'm thinking of it now. So why don't we do that? And so we've started doing that, and it's actually been really, really nice. Uh, we've gone to this little greasy spoon restaurant. Uh, the four of us, the three kids who are still at home, and myself, uh, dinner, drinks, and dessert for and tip for less than forty dollars. I mean, really, you can't beat that. At a little, and it's not a chain. It's just a little. Like I said, it's a little greasy spoon restaurant. Uh, it's fantastic. The uh, the kids. And I have uh, really just enjoyed kind of hanging out. Everybody, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's the newness of this, um, but everybody's been on their best behavior. There are no video games played while we wait for our dinner. We talk. Uh, that that's 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 an actual rule. My son, uh, youngest son, when we first went out, said first thing we sat down. Can I play with your phone? Nope, you can't play with my phone. There will be no 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 phone playing tonight. But we can play tic-tac-toe, we can play hangman, we can talk about your favorite thing that you did today. Uh, we can talk about the weirdest thing that you've you know seen on TV. We can talk about whatever, but no playing video games. Uh, and so we've done this over the past couple of weeks. Um, the kids actually are now asking, are we going? Where are we going this week? Uh, and and yeah, actually, Miss E has said that she wants to go this week. So uh, apparently everybody's been having a good time. Um, and that's good. You know, it's 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 so easy to get caught up in the day to day and to um, to sort of lose yourself in uh, everything that is you know unfolding around the world. You can you know you can you can get as big as you want. You can zoom out to a hundred thousand feet. You can zoom in uh, to what's going on in your town or a town near you or to an individual that's made the news. And it is, I don't know, for me anyway, I, I find it really easy to get wrapped up. I mean, I could work, I could stay at work 14 hours a day uh, just watching what's going on, studying up on, on everything that's going on around the world. So I feel like I have a good idea of what's going on and can, uh, you know, maybe even provide a little uh, insight at some point. But... I don't want to do that at the expense of my family. So I've made a very conscious effort um, to spend more time with my kids this week, the past couple of weeks, and, uh, and I've really enjoyed it too. It's been really, really nice and fun to have, uh, if you, you know, again, to just have these long rambling conversations with my kids. I love the fact that they uh, will all actually have conversations. Even the 15-year-old who is starting to get to that age where, you know, parents suddenly get stupid and everybody's, anything's better than hanging out with your parents. Um, that actually hasn't happened this summer with my 15-year-old, uh, which is nice. We still have really long conversations about what's going on in his life and I would like to encourage that for as long as possible. 
All right. Uh, speaking of long conversations, why don't we take a timeout here on this edition of 40 Acres in a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. When we come back, uh, I've got some emails from you that I want to get to. The email address, as always, is 40acrefool at gmail.com. That's 40acrefool at gmail.com. We'll be right back here on 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck, available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, your host, and I hope that you'll be uh, tuning in as well this week. On uh, NRA News, Cam and Company, weekdays 2 to 5 Eastern on NRAnews.com. Also on Apple TV, on Roku, Sirius XM Patriot 125 at midnight Eastern 9 Pacific. All right, let's get to uh, some emails. Thank you again for uh, for checking in from around the country. Ted wrote in from America's best main street, Lyndon, Washington. He says, I wrote you last year about how my wife and I are trying our best to do a garden, and I was planning on making an aquaponic system. He says, so here's the rundown for this year. I lost my job the day before Thanksgiving, which this year was our anniversary. So the aquaponic system was put on hold. And at Christmas, we found out that my wife will be giving us our best crop in six weeks, another son. So our garden has been real sparse this year, writes Ted. But we're having a great year for apples and cherries from our small trees. He says, now I work in the oil business, cleaning tanks. So when I get home, I'm pretty tired. My son is now 20 months old. He loves to be outside. He loves picking the gooseberries and blueberries, picks the weeds as he runs through the sprinkler. Ted says, we've decided not to raise our kids as precious snowflakes, but to give them a proper education in history, God, hard work, and doing the right thing. And now that my kid is able to do things outside, he writes, I want him to have an interesting gardening. I was wondering if you and everyone possibly listening might have suggestions on how to get him started. Ted says, I'm rambling, so it's time for me to go. I want to wish you uh, and your family a happy Independence Day and to thank the veterans uh, for sacrificing their time to allow us to continue our freedoms that we possess. Uh, Ted says, as a side note, we are looking for a name for our next son. Would you have any suggestions on historical heroes like Ethan after Ethan Allen of the Green Mountain Boys? We want to have something that he can look up to when he may be having a tough time. Wow. Okay. So, uh, uh, Ted, a couple of uh, historical names for you. Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, maybe, you know, Ulysses might be out of the uh, question for Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, I don't know, maybe Sherman for William Tecumseh Sherman. Maybe Tecumseh. Um, I, that's the thing. There are... There are so many uh, incredible figures from American history that I, I, I would think that maybe the easiest thing to do is to look at those individuals who have inspired you. Um, you know, for me, I, I don't know, we're not having any more kids, so I guess maybe it's, you know, naming dogs after the uh, historical figures. But I look at uh, guys like Joseph Warren, 
Um, I look at uh, uh, individuals from you know the the World War II era, uh, whether it's a World War II ace or a Medal of Honor recipient or a, a World War II general. I mean, again, I think you just have to sort of look at what what is your favorite time period of history. Uh, and maybe start looking at uh, at who those important historical figures were. But I love that idea, Ted. Uh, and I am so sorry to hear about your job loss. I'm really, really glad to hear that uh, you have found work. Uh, and I know that uh, that's got to be so scary uh, with a new kid and one on the way. Uh, so congratulations on uh, the the impending arrival of another child. Uh, you get a pass on the garden this year. I'm glad to know that uh, I'm not the only one. But uh, I'm also glad to hear that your uh, blueberries are doing well and your apples and your cherries. We uh, had that late frost, and we've not been getting anything from our uh, berries uh, at this point. But uh, it's good to hear that you're doing well, Ted. And I would love to hear more after um, uh, after the birth has taken place. I'd love to hear what name you chose and, of course, we want to hear all the details as well, how big, and I uh, hope that you and your wife and all the uh, kids there are uh, healthy and happy. Ted, thanks for checking in. John also wrote in. He says, I wanted to say how much I enjoy the podcast, say thank you for keeping it going. You're welcome, John. Thank you for writing in. He says, the show has a wonderful feel to it. It's always great to hear people enjoying themselves, and sometimes it's hard to find honest laughter. He said, 40 Acres and a Fool reminds me of the fictional Chris in the Morning show from Northern Exposure. Chris Stevens is played by John Corbett. Oh, wow, John. Taking me back. John says, I love that show, and I hope you're familiar with it. I am, I am. Yes, I loved that show, too. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, John, I don't get all fanboy when I interview uh, celebrities or famous people. I just, I just don't. I generally, I don't. It's not that it, I'm I'm not impressed. I'm just if they're a nice person, if they've got an interesting story, that's what that's what I like. Um, Janine Turner, I got to interview Janine Turner a couple years ago for the first time, and I was totally fanboying out. I couldn't help myself. I love Janine Turner in Northern Exposure, uh, and since then we've uh, I've had the opportunity to interview her several times. She is a fantastic. Uh, individual who is really concerned again about the the lack of education that we as Americans have when it comes to our our civil rights and our civic rights and our knowledge of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and how the government's supposed to work. Uh, so not only was she awesome in Northern Exposure, uh, and yeah, I'll admit I I had a huge crush on Janine Turner growing up. Uh, she is she's right there when it comes to uh, you know I think getting. Uh, some of the big stuff right about uh, where we are in this country. Uh, anyway, John says, I also can't help but be reminded of Paul Harvey in so many ways. And there is a bit of your fellow podcaster, Mr. Mike Rowan, there somewhere. John, keep talking, really. Keep keep comparing me to, uh, in the podcast, to Mike Rowe and Paul Harvey. And just, please, my, actually, hang on. My hat's getting a little tight for whatever reason. My head is swelling up. I don't know if I was bitten by a mosquito here recently or what's going on. Anyway, John just says, uh, your show reminds me of a wonderful mix of all of the above. He said, I guess I I said all that just to say it's a great show and I look forward to uh, many more in the future. As always, he says, the invitation stands. If you're ever back around Oklahoma City, you're always welcome at our home 
uh, our small homestead, and the wonderful experience of noodling will be waiting for you. Noodling, catching catfish with your bare hands there in the uh, creeks and the ponds of Oklahoma. Which, um, I got to say, John, like that is one of those things where if I didn't grow up in Oklahoma and I didn't know what else lives there in those holes that you have to uh, put your your arm in to try to grab the catfish and actually let it bite your hand and then you pull on it after it's closed around your hand. If I didn't know that there were, you know, snappy turtles and uh, uh, cottonmouths and, you know, all kinds of uh, gnarly things that, that uh, the, the thought of putting your arm in a hole underneath the water and letting a catfish bite onto it and then pulling the catfish out. I mean, like that alone, John, I'll be honest with you, I would have to have uh, something other than 3.2% Oklahoma beer in me before I would go a noodling, uh, even without the snapping turtles and the cottonmouths uh, in, involved there, the water moccasins. Um, knowing that those exist as well, buddy, it's uh, more power to you for doing it, but man, that's, I don't know, that is, that is way, way, way outside of my comfort zone. But I will tell you this, John, uh, if I, I won't even say if, when I am in Oklahoma again, because I, I, I do want to go back. It has been a couple of years since I've been there. Uh, I was only there for a couple of days last time. I would I would love to be able to get back and just spend a week or so uh, in Oklahoma. I'd love to spend just a few days in Oklahoma City because the city has changed so much since I've been there. But uh, when I am back again, I will give you a heads up. I will let you know. Uh, and I would love to come out and uh, and see the homestead. Thank you again, John, for the kind words. You know, this is... I don't. I don't even know what this is. I'm. I'm glad that that you listen, and I'm. And I mean this for for everyone who is listening to the sound of my voice right now. Um, I, I I appreciate you listening because each and every week I know this is a little bit different. Sometimes we break format. Sometimes we've got Miss E. Sometimes you've got uh, uh, youngest daughter. Sometimes we're at the kitchen table. Sometimes around the fire. I. It it it. It's different every week, and I guess that's just because uh, life is different uh, each and every week. And this is a very unscripted, you know, just uh, an opportunity to sit down and uh, find out what's going on in your world and let you know what's going on in our world and try to make sense of the world around us at the same time. So I I appreciate you being a part of it. I really do. And I love hearing from you. Again, the email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. That's 40acrefool at gmail.com. We have a few more emails to get to, actually. So why don't we step away for just another last time out here. We'll be back with much more here on the Blaze Radio Network right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. 64-year-old Herbert Martini wrote his own obituary and posthumously forbid his family from attending his funeral. I get the feeling that a guy who would do something like this, the family members are perfectly happy to go to I'm glad I don't have to go to his funeral now. Jackass finally died. (laughs) Been waiting for him to kill over for years. (laughs) 
The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks again for being a part of this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards with you. I uh, have a, uh, another wonderful email from our friend Trent out in Indiana. He says uh, he's just now catching up. He says he's gotten so far behind the last couple of weeks. Trent, what is the matter with you? Come on, man. I know. I've been a little bit behind as well with the podcast, so it's all right. No worries. Uh, he says this is going to be all over the place because I'm, I'm playing catch up here. He says, my wife Melody had to do jury duty in early June. Uh, I was not able to get good details on the case, but it was, surprisingly, in our small community, a murder case. Oh, really? He said, I couldn't really find accounts of uh, what had happened. Uh, he also has uh, a, a cautionary note uh, for some advice that I uh, gave, uh, or at least a, a suggestion, uh, to Robin, who uh, lives in the Shenandoah Valley and uh, recently lost her job at the uh, local cable television uh, station. Uh, Trent says, same happened to me in December. I'm still on the search, and it is frustrating. He says, not to add frustration, but Cam had mentioned medical transcription. I would caution against it, Trent says. With a 19-year gap, first of all, the parlance and especially medicines have changed so much that you'd be frustrated. But even more of an issue is the advent of electronic medical records. My mother's been a transcriptionist for the better part of 30 years, owning her own business, and at her peak, managed over 200 or managed over 20 subcontractors. That number, she says, is less than five now. EMRs are killing that market, and what is left is usually going to prior con- contractors or staff transcriptionists that have been dismissed on a contract basis. So, all right, Trent. Well, thank you for that. I, I I'm glad that you let me know, uh, and that you let Robin know as well, because uh, I don't want to send anybody uh, barking up the wrong trees and going in the wrong direction. Trent says, when uh, when I was getting behind in the podcast, my wife and I decided to run away from adulting for a while, take a week to visit some distant family we have in Montana. They live near a small town called Circle, Montana. He says, incidentally, uh, this is as far as you can get from a Starbucks in the lower 48. It's something like 250 miles to the nearest Starbucks. My my 15-year-old would last probably 18 hours, Trent, before... He just started drooling and crying in a little puddle. He said they live on a roughly 15,000-acre working cattle ranch. Wow. It's always a little overwhelming to visit, Trent says. I get caught up in my garden and my chickens, and they're branding cattle in country bigger than I fathom. Even when I'm there, it's good for perspective. He says it's also good for my trigger finger, as prairie dogs are an issue on parts of the ranch. He writes, the American West to many people has lost its mystique, which saddens me. He says it's still a very different world. We think water rights are something reserved for John Wayne movies these days, but with federal lands and government pushing for free-ranging buffalo, water rights are very much back in the daily life of ranchers working diligently to feed a nation that still loves its beef. He said you've talked about the historical markers before on the road. In the West, he says, is full of them. Every next bluff saw an Indian battle. The Lewis and Clark Trail has markers dotting the Dakotas and Montana and even further, I'm sure, let alone the major sites like Rushmore, Crazy Horse, Devil's Tower, Yellowstone, etc. He said a, uh, a week of departure was because I had to go clear my mind, and it did help. I'm glad to hear that, Trent, and I would, uh, I'd love to hear more about uh, anything that, uh, that, that, any conclusions that uh, you came to while you were out there on the road. He says, that said, the garden's about as good as we have ever had, I think. Good for you. 
Uh, we've talked about our garden this week, so let's let's focus on Trent's garden, a garden that is doing well. Trent says my carrots ended up being Swiss chard, but other than that, it's looking good. Tomatoes are flourishing. Beans look great. Last week, I got strawberries from the current patch transplanted into a raised bed. The weeds had gotten terrible, and we had wanted to do a raised bed before, and we didn't, so after three years, we're finally biting the bullet. The new chickens hit 16 weeks on the 4th, so egg watch is in full swing. The young cockerel's a dreadful crower and currently only tries before I open the coop in the morning, but it's good to hear anyway. Hey, you know, there is, uh, Trent, I gotta say, if, if, considering the alternative, uh, Chip, uh, our rooster, is a constant crower, uh, and he will crow to keep track of where the other hens are, so... You know, uh, you'll have two hens on one side of the house and, you know, three over on the other side and a couple wandering in between. And uh, Chip is just constantly letting loose. So there there, there are some benefits to having a rooster that doesn't like to crow. But uh, good for you with the garden. I want to see pictures as well, Trent. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get on Instagram this week and uh, check out some of your pictures. If you are on Instagram, you can follow me at Cam Edwards. Also, uh, at Corny Goat Farm for uh, pictures from Miss E's daily routine here on the farm. Uh, and again, the email address, as always, is 40acrefool at gmail.com. 40acrefool at gmail.com. I love to hear from you. And I uh, uh, will we'll close tonight, or this week, rather, at least for the next couple of days, because we're going to get uh, two episodes this week. I saw this story from uh, SFist. I, uh, San Franciscanist, I guess, right? Or it could just be S. Fist, I suppose. But I think it's about San Francisco. Uh, S. Fist. Poll. More and more tech workers say they plan to leave their jobs to go elsewhere in the country. I thought this was interesting because, you know, Silicon Valley is one of the few places in the country, along with the Washington, D.C. area, uh, that has seen uh, economic growth. And yet, there is much discontent it seems like, there in Silicon Valley. Uh, Jack Morse, writing for SFIST, uh, says the uh, job site uh, Indeed had a new poll. That's the, that's the job site. It's called Indeed. Found almost 70% of tech workers surveyed said that having a job actually located in Silicon Valley is, quote, not important. And 88% say they plan to leave their jobs within a year, with many in the Bay Area say that they are looking elsewhere. Hmm. The uh, job site surveyed, quote, high-demand tech professionals, a group defined by the Business Times as developers, technical specialists, or analysts. And uh, Jack Morris with SFist says, uh, this confirmed what seems to make intuitive sense. Showing up to a specific office park every day isn't viewed as all that crucial when you can just work remotely from a laptop. According to the survey, 46.1% of tech workers aged 18 to 65 rated the importance of working in Silicon Valley as, quote, not at all important. Another 22% rated it as not that important. Younger workers tended to say it was important to be in the industry center earlier in their career with 45% saying so. And uh, Morris says these feelings appear to contrast with the belief of Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who reportedly just recently spoke of the importance of having his employees clustered together at the Menlo Park Facebook headquarters. Uh, if the results of the Indeed survey are to be believed, Morse writes, a majority of his own employees might not agree with them. 
Yeah, well, uh, uh, Jack Morris at SFist also points out Zuckerberg probably shouldn't worry about those findings too much. However, as the same survey observed, that tech workers think the uh, larger Silicon Valley Bay Area region is where the jobs are actually located. Which, again, is, I think, some interesting results. You know, we, I've, I've, I've seen a number of polls over the past couple of years that suggest that um, a number of Americans are not happy about living in places like Los Angeles or Silicon Valley or New York City or Washington, D.C. There are many Americans who actually would prefer to live in rural areas. They would prefer to live in small towns, uh, but they feel like the jobs aren't there. So I thought it was really interesting that among these tech workers, um, many of whom say, look, I could do my job from anywhere. I don't need to actually go into an office. I don't need to go to the cube farm. I don't need to ride the Google bus to work every day. I can do my I could do my job from Circle Montana, even without a Starbucks. I could do my job from 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 anywhere. But they're not given the opportunity to do so. Uh, and there is, you know, it seems like for a while there we had this this corporate culture that was exploring and interested in the idea of telecommuting, and it was supposed to make us supposed to kind of set us free a little bit, right? Now we seem to be going in the opposite direction again. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see somebody like a Mark Zuckerberg say, well, I actually want the big corporate campus. Uh, I want people to, you know, commute into work every day. I want people to, uh, to, to be here on site when kind of the beauty of Facebook is that you can be on Facebook no matter where you are, Right. So I'm I'm curious. I'll leave you with this question, and I would love to hear uh, from you this week. Do you think that telecommuting uh, is? Would you like to see more of an emphasis? I guess in 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 corporate America or in the workforce. Obviously, not every job is going to be able to translate to a a telecommuting job. Um, but are are we losing out? Are we missing out? Are we behind the times? Uh, when it comes to telecommuting, should we be embracing the idea of telecommuting? I'll, I'll talk more about this next week. I have very strong feelings about this, um, but we'll talk about it on the next edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. In the meantime, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. Make sure you tune into NRA News Cam and Company weekdays, and we will see you here soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.